welcome to SAM42 and SAM43. These are two SAMs and they can be clubbed in together as they are basically one SAM. But before we dive into the SAM, if you would look up the heading in your Bible, you will notice the word book number two. Well, what is this? Why are the Psalms or Songs of Praise divided into different books? How many books are they divided into? Traditionally, the Psalms are categorized into five books to reflect the five books of the Torah, that is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. But besides this, you will also notice the beauty in the way the songs are arranged. For example, Psalm 1 to 41, which is the first book, contains most of David's Psalms and it emphasizes on how God is beside us. In Psalm 42 to 72, which is the second book, David still has more Psalms attributed to him, but then you will see the appearance of other Psalmists such as the sons of Korah, Asaph and Solomon. And this book emphasizes on how God goes before us. Psalm 73 to 89 is the third book, and it has more Psalms from Asaph and few Psalms from Korah and David, and the emphasis is on how God is around us. Psalm 90 to 106 is the fourth book, and has a psalm from Moses and many from David and this book focuses on God being above us. And book number 5, that is Psalm 107 to 150, focuses on how God is among us. Now this psalms, divided into 5 books, are but a song book with songs set to tunes and sung at different occasions. For example, there are songs to be sung on the Sabbath day. There are songs that were sung as pilgrims climbed Jerusalem. There are songs that conveyed human emotions to God such as fear, anxiety, uncertainty and so on and so forth. But let me tell you this, as you read each of this every day, most of the Psalms will resonate with your soul. But let me also say this, sometimes some of the Psalms may not resonate with you and that's because you may not be necessarily be at a point where the Psalmist was and that's okay. But the very next Psalm may hit you home. Or next time when you read the same psalm, you may feel as if the psalm was written just for you. Nonetheless, the psalms become a wonderful medium of prayer themselves, taking our human emotions to God. So coming back to Psalm 42 and 43, this is a psalm written by the sons of Korah. Now who are the sons of Korah? Let's do a quick background check on them. The Korahs are the ones who actually rebelled against Moses and Aaron during their journey from Egypt to Canaan. Actually, not only did they rebel, but also led 250 community leaders in rebellion against the leadership. And you will find the story in Numbers chapter 16. And as a result, Korah and his people died because of their rebellion, but one of his sons survived and later generations from the son were installed as worship leaders in Jerusalem by David. Now, this were men skilled to play instruments and they composed and edited many songs. Most of them are in the book of Sam. Verse 1 of Psalm 42 is perhaps as famous as Psalm 23. It says, As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Then the psalmist says, When shall I come and appear before God? When shall I come and appear before God? Remember, he is used to appear before the tabernacle and the temple on a regular basis. It was part of the ritual, but now he is far away. And in verse 3 he says, My tears have been my food day and night, while they constantly say to me, Where is your God? Now we do not know what the psalmist was doing in the far north of Israel. Was he simply traveling? Was he a hostage? Was he a prisoner of war or an exile? We really do not know. But whatever the reason was, he was a long way from home. That meant a long, long away from the temple of God, where the sons of Korah were based. 
and he's terribly missing the presence of God. He's missing the joy of being at the service of God in the temple. And as a result, he's getting depressed. He says in verse 5 of Psalm 42, and he says the same thing in Psalm 43 and verse 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Now clearly his agony is aggravated as he looks back at the good old days. He remembers how it used to be, how he walked among the crowd of worshippers, leading the great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks in the middle of the great celebration. Oh, his heart is breaking as he remembers how it used to be. It would not be far too fast to say that as COVID-19 hit us, it did distance us far from each other and our own places of worship dinner. None of us could worship God together as a congregation for a year and a half. Alas, we remember how it used to be when we walked into the sanctuary. Alas, we remember how it used to be when we walked in among the crowds of worshippers singing and shouting praises and glory unto God. And as a pastor, I remember how wonderful it was to lead people in the great celebration. Oh, it breaks our heart, doesn't it? And some of you may be distanced from the house of God, perhaps because of a sickness which has confined you to your bed. It could be a transfer of a job. Perhaps you're a soldier serving the country in a faraway location. It could be anything that has disrupted your being in the company of God's people and in the presence of God, and you surely feel distant and far from God. But, but, but hold on. Are you really far from God? Is the psalmist really far from God? Yes, he is in one sense, but he is not far in another sense. Now hear me very carefully. Here is the paradox. When we pray, God, why are you so distant, is exactly when we know that he is near us to hear our prayer. When we pray, God, why are you so distant, is exactly when we know that he is near us to hear our prayer. Because if God is distant, why should we even pray? When we pray, God, I feel abandoned, is exactly when we know he's close to us to hear our prayers or feelings of abandonment. So there is this feelings we go through, right, uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. And the only way we could overcome these feelings is to counter them with faith. So stop feeding on your feelings and start feeding on God's word. God will guard you and guide you no matter how miserable you may feel. God, remember, is greater than our feelings. So no matter what circumstances of life you are in today, in prison for the Lord, in a bed of sickness and in pain, in a faraway post serving your country, in the middle of a pandemic, God is there where you are. God is right there with you where you are. And the psalmist writes in verse 5, Although I am deeply discouraged, I will remember you even from distant Mount Hermon, from the land of Mount Misar. Remember, God is with you right now and he can be worshipped in spirit and in truth. But yes, let us long to be in fellowship with each other, to sing songs of joy and praise unto the Lord together as the deer pants for the water. May our hearts also long for the living God. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, may I know and may I know that you are with me even when I don't feel you. 
the fact of your presence is stronger than my temporary feelings. Yes, O Lord, the fact of your presence is stronger than my temporary feelings. So may I be refreshed by your living waters of life on a daily basis and enjoy that living relationship wherever you have placed me and whatever circumstances I am in, I will give you glory, honor and praise. And this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.